We will be continuing on in Psalm 33 tonight. Psalm 33. We looked at the first nine verses last Wednesday. And tonight we will continue on in verse 10. We won't quite finish tonight. We'll just read a few verses tonight and then we'll save the rest for uh, next week. Psalm 33, verse 10. Just a little refresher. Last week we really saw in the first few verses of the psalm, uh, we saw the psalm. It's more than likely David. I'll, I'll say it's David. It's probably who it was. Uh, we see David here talking about praising the Lord, singing a new song to the Lord, that the Lord is worthy of our praise, and that we should be excited about God and should be excited to sing praises to the Lord. And then he goes on to talk about the greatness of God, that we should be in awe of God because of God's awesome power, because He spoke and things came into existence. And uh, it just reminds us of the power of the Lord, that He can, he can scoop up the waters and, and, like they're nothing. Uh, and most of our planet is water. Uh, but to God, it's nothing. It's just like a, a drop of rain would be to us or, or maybe even less to God. And so uh, David did a good job of just reminding us that we need to praise God and reminding us that God is worthy of our praise and just how uh, great He is and that we should uh, tremble before Him because of His great power uh, and we should acknowledge who He is. And so uh, tonight we continue on from, from that point that we left off with last week and that is praising the Lord. So let's pray and then we'll jump in. Father God, we come to you tonight and I pray that your word would speak to our heart. God, I pray that the Holy Spirit, when we read your word, that that would be what speaks to us. God, I pray that you help me to say words uh, that are going to be from you, that are going to help uh, these people, dear Lord, that's going to help me, that's going to help all of us to grow in you. And I pray, God, that the Holy Spirit would help us to tuck these words and these thoughts into our heart, dear Lord, that we would remember them when we need to. God, you know where we are. You know what we're going through and what's going on in our life. And wherever we are, whether it's a good day for us or a bad day, God, I pray that there's something in these few verses we're going to look at tonight that's going to help us. And I pray that your Holy Spirit would, would reveal that to our hearts. So help our, our hearts and minds to be fully focused on you, to give you all of our attention. And I pray that you do a mighty work through your word tonight. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Verse 10. The Lord frustrates the counsel of the nations. He thwarts the plans of the people. Now, here we see this, 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 this view of God showing us that, look, even the, the most mighty nations, those who are evil nations, those who are against God, those who have their own plans, those nations who aren't going to follow and serve the Lord, uh, the Lord is going to thwart their plans. Their plans will never succeed against God. Their plans will never succeed against God's people. And that's a good reminder for us today. It was a good reminder for David and for his people then because, uh, of course, in those days there was a lot of conflict. If you uh, go back to the time of Joshua that we studied a few uh, months back or a year or so ago, whenever that was, we finished that up. Uh, here you had the Israelites going in to take over the promised land, but they were encountering all these other nations, all these other people who were there. Now, had the Israelites been obedient to God, He would have handed those nations over to them. And He did hand them over to them to some extent, but not fully. But that was not God's fault. That was the fault of the Israelites. 
uh, you can read at the beginning of the book of Judges, and God points that out to all the tribes, that they allowed some of the inhabitants of the land, some of those other nations, to, to stay there, and the Israelites used them as their servants, or they intermarried with them, which is what God told them not to do. And as a result, that, that weakened them. Now, God would have uh, delivered those other nations and those other people over to the Israelites had they been obedient to Him. The other nations or other people are evil will never be able to stand against the Lord. God will always thwart the plans of those who are coming against Him. So we have a decision to make whether we are going to be those who are with God, that is covered by the blood of Jesus Christ, or are we going to be those who are counted as those who are against God? Are we going to be a holy nation, as uh, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9 uh, would call those who are followers of Jesus Christ? Or are we going to be part of the sinful nation, so to speak, those who reject Jesus Christ? Uh, those who are against God, who reject Jesus Christ, will never be able to stop God's plan. God is in control. He is all-powerful, as David reminded us in the verses before. <clears throat> In verse 11, the counsel of the Lord stands forever, the plans of His heart from generation to generation. Now here we just have a contrast. We see this a lot in Scripture. The, the, the evil, the wicked, those nations who are against God, uh, e even good nations who, who are trying to do things their way. Maybe they're not even evil, but they're a nation that's not focused on God and they're trying to do things their way. Well, those plans will never succeed. Plans that we make, whether we are an individual or whether we are a nation like, let's say, the United States of America, any plans that we make will not succeed if they are not built on the Lord. Now, there may be an occasional success. Things may go good occasionally with this and that and the other. But ultimately, if our plans in life are built on something other than the Lord, other than the foundation of Jesus Christ, then those plans will not be sustained. Uh, the plans of the nations will fail, but not God's plans in verse 11. The counsel of the Lord or the plans of the Lord stand forever. Now, everything that God does or allows to take place is part of God's plan. Now, that's hard for us maybe to wrap our mind around because we see lots of evil that takes place in the world. Uh, but, but, but it's not hard for me to accept, but perhaps for some it is. Uh, it is something that may make us think that, boy, if God is a good and loving God, and He is, then why does He allow certain things to happen that seem so bad? Well, it's part of His plan. And while they seem bad to us, I know that God has an ultimate purpose, an ultimate goal that is going to be fulfilled. And ever how things are working out, it is for the best that the most people possible can be saved. Now, I believe that God is fully capable of knowing exactly how many people are going to be saved and what it is going to take for them to be saved. And so He allows things to take place, sometimes good, sometimes bad, so that His plan will fall into place and that the most people possible will be saved. That's what God's desire is as for all people, I believe, to be with Him, to be free of sin in this world. But sadly, that is not going to be the case, for there will be some who are always going to reject Him. But God's kingdom is going to stand forever. God's plans are going to stand forever. And if we are covered by the blood of Jesus Christ, if we are a follower of Christ, if we trust in the Lord and seek Him, then we are part of that plan that will indeed have a happy ending. It says in verse 12, Happy is the nation whose God is Yahweh. 
the people he has chosen to be his own possession. Now, there's a couple of different ways that we may could take this verse. And so first we'll kind of look at the context of what was going on at the time in the Old Testament when David would have been writing this. Now, uh, literally speaking, back in the time of David, there was only one nation uh, that was chosen by God, and that was the nation of Israel. Uh, there was no nation before or no individual nation afterwards. And when I say individual nation, I mean like the United States or like uh, China or anywhere else. There's been no nation after that God has chosen to be his people. It's only been Israel. Now, in the context, David could be saying, look, happy or blessed in some translations is the nation whose God is Yahweh, the people he has chosen to be his possession. Now, it could be speaking just simply of Israel in the, in the immediate context there because they were his chosen possession and they would be blessed. They were a blessed nation. They would be a happy people if they would have followed God. When they did follow God, they were happy because guess what? God was blessing them. They were a blessed people. They were a holy nation because they served God first. But those seasons that the Israelites served God first were very few and far between. If you may remember from when we studied Exodus, they would praise God in one chapter and then the next chapter they would be disobedient to God. And this, this process of going up and down and back and forth, uh, we see this continually through the Old Testament. Now for David's people, for Israel, this saying was definitely true. Happy is the nation whose God is Yahweh, the nation who trusts in God, the people he has chosen to be his own possession. Israel would be happy had they have trusted in God, and they were happy when they did trust in God. So that's one way that we could look at it as a scripture speaking of back then. Uh, but I also believe that the same is true today. I don't believe that God's character has changed. I believe should there be nations of people or a nation of people in this world today, and the people of that nation, at least the vast majority of them, would begin to pray to the Lord, as Sonny quoted the scripture uh, for a Sunday. If, if, if people pray to the Lord and begin to seek Him and begin to be obedient to Him and humble themselves before Him, I believe that God is the same God that He was in the Old Testament. And even though that there is no nation today that God has said, You are my chosen nation, I do believe that God still blessed that nation. I do still believe that God blesses people who come together and seek Him and call out to Him. And I believe that He's probably done that in the past in the United States. I believe that at least there was some point in time in history where this nation was probably a godly nation. Maybe not so much now. And I believe that there was a time in this nation where we were greatly blessed, and we still are greatly blessed. But boy, think how much greater we could be blessed if we were a nation that began to seek God. But that's not true just of these United States of America. I believe that that's true of any nation in the world. I believe that that would be true of Haiti. Boy, look at the conflict and the hard times there. But what if all the people of the nation, the people in the government, and the people who've, who've been, being, uh, been being murdered and, and, and taken out of their villages, what if everyone began to seek the Lord and to call out to Him? I believe that God would bless them. I believe that what God is saying or what David is saying in these verses here, I believe still holds true today. That's a, another way that we make a look at this verse. But uh, there's yet a third way that no doubt applies to everyone one who was a Christian. Because as I mentioned, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9 a while ago, it says that we who are Christians are a royal priesthood. We are a holy nation. Uh, now, you may remember back in Genesis when God told Abraham, he said, look, I'm going to bless all nations through you. 
Now, even though Israel was God's chosen people, and that particular nation was chosen by God, uh, His blessings to people did not stop just with the Israelites, because blessings would come to Abraham's seed, to all nations, and those blessings have come in Jesus Christ. And so we who are in Christ are also a holy nation. Uh, We may not uh, all be together on one island or on one body of land in the world. We are spread all throughout. But collectively, we represent the nation that is the body of Christ, that is the kingdom of God. And happy is the nation, that is those who follow Jesus Christ, uh, whose God is Yahweh. If we are trusting in God and if we are a Christian, we indeed are the people He has chosen to be His own possession. He has chosen us and praise the Lord, we we have chosen Him in Jesus Christ. Now, there's three different options that you can look at that, and maybe all three of those are applicable applicable and appropriate ways to look at that passage. And I believe that it was speaking probably specifically in David's time to Israel, uh, but also would apply to nations today should a nation uh, seek God. Uh, but, But ultimately, without question, I think it applies to Christians, to brothers and sisters in Christ who are a holy nation for the Lord. Verse 13. The Lord looks down from heaven. He observes everyone. He gazes on all the inhabitants of the earth from His dwelling place. Now that's kind of a a beautiful picture that we see here is that that we're running around in our busy days and you got them. I know you do because we got to do this and we got to do that. And there's, there's billions of people around the world. And there's God. God hasn't fallen asleep. God's not paying attention. It's not like all of a sudden one day God's going to say, Oh, wait, I forgot about earth. I made that a few thousand years ago, and oh, I forgot all about it. I better get to doing things down there. Things are out of control. God is, is watching, but God is not just watching. I believe that God is still active. Now, there are some, maybe in this room, I don't know, but there are some people that believe that when God created everything, that He, he created everything and put it into motion, and God has just stepped back, and He is waiting, and He is watching but he is not intervening, and one day he will intervene. Uh, But I believe that God is active. I believe that God is not just watching us in our world, not just seeing our struggles and saying, boy, I wish it was better for them. I hate that they have to be in sin. No, I believe that God is watching, and I believe that God is with us in our struggle. I believe that God is with us in our good days and with us in our bad days. He gives us comfort in our sad days. He brings us joy in our good days, and I believe that God is very very much active in our world today. I believe we see that with healings. I believe we see that with things that that God does for us, with ways that He takes care of us. Uh, The possibilities are endless. You could write a list of the ways that God has blessed you and the things that God has done in your life for you, for your family, for your friends, for your church, and we could fill up pages upon pages of things that God has done for us. God is not a God, I don't believe, by any means, who is sitting on the sideline. But God is a God who is watching, but is also with us in our struggles and with us on our good days. Uh, God is a God who does have a plan, and His plan is for you to, uh, to grow stronger in Him, uh, to, to grow faithful in Him, uh, t- to be a faithful servant to Him, and to love Him with all your heart. And I believe that everything God does... Is, is meant to draw us closer to Him and to build us up in Him. It may not always, but it's not God's fault if it does not. It is our fault if it does not. There are many things that God may try to do in our lives that are uh, intended to draw us closer to Him. 
But ultimately, we have the choice to make. Are we going to heed what God puts in front of us, whether it's his word or instruction that people gives us or our our circumstances that may come our way? Are we going to see what God is doing and we're going to respond to that in a way that's going to draw us closer to him? Are we going to reject everything he tries to show us in life? Well, we have that choice to make. But God desires for us to seek him, and I believe he puts people and things in our path to draw us closer to him. Verse 15, we'll finish up here. He alone shapes their hearts. He considers all their works. Now, I don't know exactly what it means there when it says, he alone shapes their hearts. I believe uh, that, that some translations may say uh, he makes all their hearts alike. And that may be a little easier for me to understand if that's the proper translation. That is, he gives everybody a heart that's alike. Now, we have a choice as to what kind of things we are going to do, and that will affect our heart. Uh, but ultimately, God gives everybody a heart. God gives everybody the ability to uh, make the right decisions. But sometimes we make the wrong decisions. Uh, God desires for us to have a good heart, but sometimes the things that we do, the sin that we commit, uh, causes us to have a evil heart. Now, God makes all hearts alike, or in my translation it says, He alone shapes their hearts. He considers all of their works, and God does consider all of the works that we do. He does consider the choices uh, that we make. But, but who better or who more would you want to shape their, your heart than God? Who else would shape your heart in a way that is going to be beautiful, in a way that is going to bring about love for other people, in a way that's going to put Jesus first, in a way that's going to put others first, in a way that's going to help you to be patient, in a way that's going to help you to be kind, in a way that's going to help you to have self-control? Who else will shape your heart better than the Lord? Well, there's no one else that will shape our heart better than the Lord. At least I don't believe that there is. Uh, there's no one else who is perfect like the Lord, who can uh, do His best to make and mold us into the men and women that He wants us to be. Are we allowing God to shape our heart into somebody that's beautiful, somebody that's faithful to Him, somebody that desires to faithfully serve Him and to serve other people? Are, are we taking the work that He's doing on our heart and we're sanding off those, those parts that He just worked because we say, oh, I don't want to do that, and we, we mess it up. We chip that piece off and chip that piece off, and then God begins to put things in our life and to put scriptures in our life to try to shape our heart and to try to mold us into the men and women He wants us to be. And sometimes... Uh, we're running counter to what God wants us to do. And when God's trying to do a good work and shape us into good men and women for Christ, uh, sometimes we may be pulling in the opposite direction because of our disobedience and because of our sin. Perhaps that needs to be our prayer tonight. Perhaps that needs to be our desire. God, I pray that you would shape my heart, that you would make me and mold me into the man or the woman that you want me to be. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you tonight and I thank you for these words and I pray that you would help us to uh, just hide them away in our heart that we would remember them, dear Lord. I pray that you would help us to be a, a holy nation to you, that those of us who are yours would uh, rejoice in you, would be happy in you, dear Lord, would recognize the blessings. God would recognize that you have a plan and that we who are yours are part of that plan. And God, that's a good thing because your plan will always succeed. So God, I pray that you would help us to and everything we go through, whether good or bad, help us to try to see how you may be working in our life. And God, as you try to shape our hearts, I pray that you would shape us and make us and mold us into who you want us to be. 
And help us to be obedient to let you do that, God, through your words or through uh, things you may put on our heart. Whatever way you may work on us, dear Lord, I pray that you would help us to be obedient and allow you to do the, do the work and make and mold us into what we need to be. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.